Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. feel like the general consensus is Thanksgiving at midnight at like 12.01 a.m. It's like get rid of the orange and brown, like bringing Christmas, like it's here. And I feel like Thanksgiving is like the girl you date that like gets you ready for life. And then Christmas like just saunters in is just like, I'm here now. I'm not sure what <laughs> genders we're talking about in that, but I always feel like Chris, like Thanksgiving, it's like, yeah, yeah, we got to have this exact same dinner again in like two weeks. Do you guys do the same dinner for both? No, I don't do it. Everybody Christmas does, day. right? I always assumed Christians did, but I guess they have a ham, but we don't do a, we do the seven fishes, which I talk about every year because it's an Italian thing and Noah's mom's Italian, but I don't do a Christmas. Do you do a Christmas dinner? Yeah, we just do. It's always been that we just did exactly Thanksgiving dinner because I would was never home for Thanksgiving. I feel so. like Christmas dinner, you could do more. You could do a ham. That's all I can say is the ham. We're not pig eaters, really, We're not in my household. Eaters. I just think it's funny how it's like the second Thanksgiving is over, it's like, okay, now we can do Christmas and not be weird because you can't do it at, at Halloween. I also, I've said this before, there is a ship here in Los Angeles. It's in Long Beach called the Queen Mary. And it's a dock, permanently docked ship and you can eat on it and you can take tours. But around Halloween, it's the haunted Queen Mary and you do ghost tours of Queen Mary. And I always find it so funny because like November 1st, it's like, it's Christmas on the Queen Mary. I'm like, wait, isn't she haunted? <laughs> yeah, what? Then is it just like Ebenezer Scrooge ghosts up in there? No, after? I think it's just like a family Christmas park on a docked ship in Long Beach. And it's just so funny how marketing... It's like, is it October? She's haunted. Is it November? She's married. <laughs> <laughs> the ghosts leave right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, they gotta go. Turns out they weren't so scary. Turns out it was, we were just guessing. They migrate. Yeah. And so thus begins the search for Christmas in Los Angeles. It used to be go to the Grove, but I think we're all like a little weirded out by people. And so... I don't know. It's kind of weird to pick out a Christmas tree in like 75 degree weather. I know it is strange. It's weird to have cold here for winter. And I see all my friends on Instagram posting like it's 80 degrees and I'm outside. And I'm just like taking the dog out, shivering. You'd be grateful that the East Coast is still cold. And I'll tell you what, for everybody listening that doesn't believe in global warming, you've bought your last sweater. 
Like whatever, like global warming is happening so fast. Whatever cold clothes you own, that's it. You, chances are you're not buying another cold jacket in your lifetime. Oh no, I just bought like four sweaters because I was like, I got to mix it up. Well, you've been living in LA and you came back to somewhere that's yeah. cold for a little bit. You do got to mix it up. Um, <laughs> you got to mix it up. Anyway, yeah, it was cold back east. Pittsburgh was not fucking around. It's chilly. There's nothing yeah. worse than sweating while cold. Like, it, the, is Tianfu a dog? Like, some dogs are really suited to cold weather. Is she, does she get really cold or hot or she's pretty? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. She seldom leaves this house and it's seldom cold here. She's also got that thick, superior Chinese ever shedding coat. I think because she's a Tibetan Spaniel, they're used to the cold, but you know, I haven't taken her to snow or anything. Yeah. I'm debating taking her to Reno. I don't know Ooh. if she has a gambling problem. <laughs> she might. I don't know what her deal is. The Chinese love gambling. I'm just going to set her up at like a Kino table, at a Pai Gao table. I will see her later. Imagine if you came back and she was just sitting there with a pile of chips. I would lose my mind. I'd be like, <laughs> how did she talk? How, did she have a thumb? Anyways, very excited. This uh, This podcast is coming out on Wednesday. And this weekend, folks, is these are my last two gigs before, I'm going to say it in an annoying way, before I get to take a break and have a baby. Um, but yeah, it's the third and the fourth, Oakland, and then Reno. And then I'm home. And then we'll have a baby. And her nursery's ready, mostly. <gasps> and except there's no furniture. Oh, well, there's what? A bed. There's a bed for the nanny, but there's no... Uh, there's no furniture. It hasn't come. COVID. So what do you mean it's ready? Well, my mom, it's, it's not real. We put in carpet and my mom painted the wall, which is beautiful. I put on my Instagram. By the way, I've decided this. I don't have a billion followers. And because of that, I demand eyeballs and constant viewership. The amount of people who have been like, you're pregnant? I'm like, oh, so you just never check in. Or like, when are you coming to Cincinnati? I'm like, I was literally there 12 hours ago. You got to check in with me. Well, that question, it's always, people always are like, oh, come to New York. And you're like, what are you talking about? I was there a week ago. They're like, I'm your biggest fan. I can't believe I didn't get to see you. I, what, I'd also, I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to do this right now. Look, I'm sure the people listening are great fans. So this is yes. sort of just screaming into the wind. I cannot stress enough that I do not do I do not sell tickets. Like right. I am not the ticket purveyor. I am not Ticketmaster. I am not the venue. And what I found is people will go into DM because my assistant will show me because I don't check these. Uh, I check some DMs, but a lot of them I have her check. Uh, or like another company, and people will be like, "Hey." Uh, like this one guy was like, I bought tickets. I printed them out. I can't find them. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, it's still digital. Like you can still get it. Turns out he bought them from like Craigslist, like a third party. And I'm like, and he's like, can you help me at all? I'm like, and I'm thinking like, yeah, you can buy a real ticket. Like this is how we make our living. Right. So, you know, don't DM me about your ticket problem. And I'm sorry that Ticketmaster sucks, but like this, that's the broker. It has, do not, do, do not DM the artist. If you're a veteran, you want a ticket, that's one thing, but don't DM me with your ticket problem. <laughs> I will never be, I will seldom be able to help you because chances are you bought a bullshit ticket and either Ooh. you don't know it or you were trying to scam me. 
Eliza.com slash tours where you can find the legitimate links. Although, I mean, you're taking a break for a second, but there's still show dates. People can still buy tickets. And if you need to be mad at someone, go to Emily at EmilyHiggins.com at <laughs> Gmail backslash Earthlink. <laughs> she will answer your questions. But uh, yeah. And if you enjoy this podcast, which thus far in this episode, who knows? But, you know, leave us a review. Give us a like. Also, one more thing. This is not interesting. You know what nobody ever wants to hear about? A weather story, like from the day oh. before. Like it was raining so hard. But I will say this: we worked really. Also, I realized that like physically, because I'm pregnant, I can't breathe. I was filming my mom the other day, and you can just hear this like child molester breathing, like <laughs> like the back of my Instagram. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm breathing. Um, uh, Thanksgiving is really hard to plan, and I woke up at 7 a.m. And the patio furniture was in the pool. <gasps> it all blew away? Just one huge piece that weighs like 75 pounds. And it's like between the three of us, like my mom's like 72. I'm pregnant. My husband has a bad back. Like who's going to draw straws to see who's going to get it out of the pool? It was like the worst way to start the day with like seeing oh my. your furniture in the pool. Anywho. My God. What was it? Like a... Chair, one of those chairs? One no, of those egg it's like, chairs? it's like a sun blocker thing that goes in front of the chair. Nobody wants to hear about like some celebrity's expensive patio furniture. Like, oh, but in the pool, when the pool is like 20 degrees on Thanksgiving, so you got to like spend the morning figuring that out and there's just crap everywhere. So I know people have been in real hurricanes, but it was really, it gets really windy up in the mountains here. You know. Have the coyotes been away because it's getting cold out? No, but I did what they said to do. They said, if you have pumpkins, don't throw them away. Put them in nature. So I chucked them down the side of the hill and I just hope they didn't roll into someone's property. But I'm like, okay, there's a deer that will eat this or 10 of these. Yeah, someone's just like, we're under attack. Five pumpkins have rolled down into our What's lawn. happening? But it is nice to have nature. You can just chuck your all your leaves and stuff over the thing. Don't, don't DM me. I'm feeding pumpkins to deer. Kick it. All right. We have an anonymous question. My question is a bit of a weird one to say the least and a bit rude and I'm nervous about asking it. Oh, okay. Just before lockdown, I got into a relationship with a new guy. For context, I am a 33-year-old gay guy and he is a 30-year-old gay guy as well. As the lockdown progressed, Wait, we decided to move in together. So we say, both seem pretty happy. You say he's 33 or 30? 33 and 30. Okay. So not as well. <laughs> okay. my partner will call him john and i are both somewhat happy to explore things in the bedroom and he suggested a threesome i'm not a massive fan of threesomes but there are worse ways to spend a tuesday night so i thought what the hell he said he'd arrange it and we'd have fun and to be fair we did he invited a guy round. he was very attractive and we had a great time we've not done it again and my fear is about the threesome being left out and watching your partner have sex with someone else didn't happen in fact, without trying to be too graphic, John actually watched me and this other guy and they didn't do anything themselves. I didn't think much of this at the time. Anyway, the event took place in the summer of 2020 when the UK was open again. It's important you know I followed the rules re-COVID as I have all the same opinions as you. Oh, I'm so and over <laughs> judging people. Like that's so, that's such like a cancel fear. Also, it's funny that you had it on a Tuesday because that's number two. You could have it on Thursday, which sounds more like three, but okay. All right. <laughs> You're hot too. You know what? You you live your life. Do a threesome on a Thursday. They both have the. Three is, three is day. Okay. <laughs> just, 
too. It was weird. Okay. A year later, August 2021, we finally traveled to Wales to meet John's family. We had a great time until John introduced me to his stepbrother, who, oh, you oh. guessed it, was the handsome stranger oh! I'd met a year before. My God. I did guess it, but I was like, there's no way. That's... Oh. Uh. I obviously died with shame and embarrassment, but both John and his stepbrother thought this was hilarious. (gasps) That, what is Welsh for disgusting? I played along at first, but spoke to John later that night and said I thought it was grim and weird. Yeah! He apologized, but said it was all a big prank that he thought I'd think was really funny when I found out. What? I, part of uh, part of me is impressed he kept it a secret for a full year, but the other part of me still feels really weird about it. We've now been together for two years, and aside from this, everything in the relationship is really great, and I am genuinely very happy. I don't know whether I am being overly sensitive, as I have some body confidence issues, as I'm not a slim and muscular guy, and I hate that a member of his family has seen me in a compromising situation. Uh, has had sex with you. <laughs> that is the main issue for me. What I want is to move past this, but wonder if it's best to get out now if he kept this secret so well is he hiding other things thanks I love everything you do and wish the Eliza sketch show was coming back for season two maybe one day and then this person saw you in London so they sent this a little before excited to see you it was a great so, show wait I have something to say right here Fjall Fjall which is disgusting in Welsh it's spelled F-F-I-A-I-D-D if that's even allowed <laughs> Fjall I think it's more weird that it's a prank. It would have been less weird if he was like, I'm so attracted to my stepbrother. Okay, Do you know what I mean? First of all, we have to establish if we're being genetically fair, step, I mean, you are not related. It's not a half. You're yes. not related. Also, you could be a step because like your mom married the guy like last year. It's weird if you grew up together, but that aside, it still doesn't matter because you had sex with this guy, right? Isn't that what you- Yes. And the, and you said in your story the two of them didn't have sex, right? No. He mostly, as far as it sounds, the other guy, mo- or his partner watched him and the stepbrother. No, listen to me. Get the fuck out of that relationship. That is so weird. Body confidence, like, like he preyed on, like, your vulnerability. Now you're uncomfortable. It's so, the fact that this guy saw you naked should be the la- the least of your worries. This is so Psycho. This is psychotic. If somebody shouldn't prank you in sex, somebody shouldn't play a trick on you by having you have sex with someone without you knowing who that person is to them. That's yes, crazy. That's what the, if it had been like his dad? Like what? His hot I, same age dad. I think that is truly more sex. If this guy was like, oh, we're stepbrothers, but my parents just got married, but we shouldn't have sex, but I want you guys to have sex. Like That is less weird than him being like, I tricked you. I kept it a secret for a year. That's crazy. Emily's absolutely right. It's less (laughs) about the relationship and more that he didn't tell you he knew the other person and that he kept it a secret for that long. Who knows what else lies beneath I'm flabbergasted, which is a Welsh word. And then you get to Wales and they're like, tee hee hee, I'm the stepbrother. What a silly joke. Like, But they say it in Welsh, so there's like a lot of consonants jammed in next to each other. (laughs) Oh, a female comic makes fun of the Welsh language. Canceled. Look, that's it. We're moving on because it is, you have to break up with this guy. You're, 
the fact that you also have like a body confidence thing, I feel like there's like a little insecurity. You're like, but I like this guy, whatever. Look what he did to you. And you're absolutely right. What else will he lie about? That's so fucked. It's not like he like hid a secret about an ex. Like he tricked you into having sex with someone that he said he didn't know. It's weird. Is he saying it's a prank now because he's like embarrassed that he's attracted to his stepbrother? Mm -hmm, Like, did he mm -hmm. think you guys would never meet and then you got more serious and now you're meeting the family? Like, it's all weird. I would be curious. I would want to have another conversation with this guy like, nope, really? This was a prank? You're not just attracted to your stepbrother? But it's so, it's such a betrayal. It's a Welsh betrayal coming to the (laughs) BBC on BBC One Welsh betrayal. Also, what's weird, and Emily, I think you hit it on the head, really batting a thousand here today. He's attracted, it's like almost, it's almost like he's attracted to his stepbrother, but knows he can't cross that line. So he used you as like a proxy. Get out of there. It's only going to get worse and weirder. And like he had been planning this and he was like, oh, you want to, I want to have a threesome. I have an idea. What about my friend Biff? Come on over. Free Tuesday. (laughs) Break up with this guy. Come on over to LA. We got plenty of non-relatives for you to have sex with. But wear a mask because of COVID. Kick it! It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And under the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Here's a fun exercise. What would you do if you had an extra hour in your day? I bet you nobody would say, um, I'd spend it thinking about things I can't change. I'd spend it having crippling anxiety. No, you'd say like, I'd go for a run or I'd spend time with my hobby or I'd pet my dog's tongue. A lot of us spend our times wishing we had more time. And the question is, what do you want to make more time for? I bet the answer for a lot of people is your friends, your family, relaxing. Well, therapy can help you clear some space mentally so you can find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. Think about therapy like housekeeping for your brain. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You go to betterhelp.com. And you fill out a brief questionnaire and you can get matched with a licensed therapist. No more driving across town. No more stressing out. BetterHelp makes it easy for you to get the therapy that you would like. Learn how to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Eliza. There was definitely a time where my closet was crammed to the gills with every skort, gaucho pant, crop top I'd worn for the last 20 years. And there comes a time in every adult woman's life where you realize you want less clothing at higher quality. 
And a great way to do that without breaking the bank is upgrading to high-quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have a wardrobe of simplistic, pared-down items, but I like to keep it stocked with key luxury essentials that I know I'll wear time and time again, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50. I'm a big fan of their washable stretch silk palazzo pants. I don't have time to be caring for silk like I do my children, so it's nice that I can just wash it, and it's a versatile pair of pants that I can wear out for an evening or just out with friends. The best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Eliza. Dear Eliza, you've been my favorite comedian ever since I saw you on that game show wearing deer leggings back when I used to live in LA and do audience work. I did have a pair of deer leggings. I wonder what game show it was. I can't remember. <laughs> I have been listening to your podcast ever since it started. I now work in a small post office in Idaho. The postmaster is super chill and lets me play music on a speaker while we work. Outside of work, Wait, how I else? rap. How else would you play the music? Let's me play live orchestral compositions. I think instead of on like headphones, it's like a speaker. Okay. Outside of work, I listen to rap and metal, but at the office, I try my best to play music that is appropriate to listen to so that no one gets annoyed, including the customers who can hear it from the back. Customers are already annoyed. They're at the post office. It doesn't matter what you're playing. You you could play like ambient bird sounds or like a full-on German tutorial. Nobody wants to be at the post office. Of (laughs) course. I sometimes put your podcast on so that I can share your humor with the women who work here. I'm the only male. The problem is I often have to turn it off because you sometimes cuss. Any chance you can tone down the curse words or do I just have to enjoy your podcast at home? I don't, probably just not not for you. And if they're not, I don't make a point of doing it. And the answer is that's a silly request. That's like asking me about your tickets. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I don't think you're not egregious, but it's like you're not going to censor yourself either. Unfortunately, this podcast does not work appropriate because a lot of people are having sex with weirdos. Yeah, so. look at the content of this. I hear what you're saying. Uh no, the the art is the art. Um so, you know, perhaps not safe for work, but I will tell you this. I you can turn this part up. What if I just like went off and just said the C word? Uh I love the US post office and I'm always in awe of how intrepid those workers are. Like I'm always in awe that mail gets anywhere. Like the fact that I could ship something from like Norway and it like makes it to my house because these people like don't quit. So we love our U.S. postal workers. Probably don't have the greatest sense of humor, but. And when the tracking works, like if you're signed up for informed delivery and you just go log in, you're like, there's my mail that's coming today. Whoa. It's always exciting when the mail comes. So we thank our U.S. postal workers, especially because of COVID, especially around the holidays. That being said, <laughs> sometimes I'm going to drop an F-bomb. And you know what? You yeah. should find it refreshing at work. I am. Um, the male person goes right past my window. So like I'll see it and then trot to the front door and go get the mail. I'll tell you what. It's such a hard, thankless job. You should be able to listen to Mein Kampf on blast in rap form as like in a romantic version. If that's yeah. what makes you feel good at work. So this should be the least of your worries. Save the pod for your drive-in. No, play it at work. Let them know what real comedy is all about. And, and and upgrade my letters to first class. Okay, so I replied while we were answering the stepbrother question, and he has already responded and said... What? You're doing it live? 
Yeah, he said, I feel like I should add, they didn't grow up together. Their parents only married when John was in his early 20s. So John is 30 now. It doesn't matter, though. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter because it's not about the relationship, as we established. It's about the fact that he kept the secret, like you said. So totally. while that mitigates the creepiness by, like, a degree, it's still completely out of bounds. I don't know if you guys say that over there, but out of bounds. Out of bounds. Offsides. (laughs) (laughs) hi eliza and emily i'm a big fan of the no nonsense advice that y'all give on the podcast and i'm in need of a hot take of my own background the medical school i attend is putting on a fundraiser for a clinic whose values i don't agree with but i do feel that the work they do overall is benefiting patients who may not have access to other options for care i know what you're thinking of you it's like a planned parenthood and you don't like abortion i'm wondering what what the opposite of that would be but a firing I always squ- assume everyone who listens is like pro Planned Parenthood. A I'm firing like, what's the squad of a Planned Parenthood. It's a jail in Juarez. <laughs> I told my best friend that I was feeling torn because hating between hating what this clinic stands for and still wanting to do what I can to help the people of my community. To this, she said, she would respect me less if I did help this clinic because it would just be furthering their agenda. I told her it hurt me that she feels that way, especially when I hadn't made any decision about the issue yet. I tried to explain to her that as a future doctor, it is my responsibility to put my personal feelings aside in order to decide what is going to be best for my patients. But nothing I said really seemed to get through. Her response was just to shrug and say that she doesn't understand why what she thinks of me matters to me. My dilemma. Am I being too sensitive here? Is my friend being a bitch? Ultimately, I know in my head that what she thinks doesn't have an effect on how I live my life or how I feel about myself. But it does suck to have someone you care about flat out tell you they respect you less as a person for doing what you believe will help people who need it. Thanks to less and wisdom anonymous. I mean, the God's honest truth is, okay, so she respects you less. So what, she's not going to save you a seat at the movie theater? Like, what does respect really amount to? I always think about that. Like, you're still going to hang out. You're still going to get drinks. Like, what? that's kind of a bitchy thing to say. And like, what? how does that manifest itself other than hurting your feelings like in day-to-day actions? Like she's not going to make you the best friendship bracelet. She's kind of being callous. I also, I'm, I think it has to do with abortion because like I'm trying to think about what kind of clinic has practices. <clears throat> that people don't agree with. Yeah, other than that. And so, you know, I urge you to, Think about how much more pro-choice benefits a community. And so then I'm, is your friend not pro-choice? You're- I like that this future doctor is saying she's she wants to support something that she knows does good, even if she doesn't personally believe. Like, I appreciate that. I appreciate that perspective yeah. as a medical professional, but it's hard because the friends- You're not a medical you. professional. Just you said that. Well, you just said as a medical you're not a medical professional. No, I meant like her as a No, medical. pretty sure you were trying to get people to think you were a doctor. But my if she's saying she won't respect you if you do this, but she'll still be your friend, well, then you won't respect her if she's still friends with someone she doesn't respect. There you like, go. What does that mean? Do I don't think about whether my friends respect me. I assume they do or they wouldn't hang out with me. Nobody I'm not like a court jester and they pull me in for like a good time. I'm not that good of a time. So I feel like they By must By the way, me. like that that friend that was so cold that she said that and then for her to write it off like why does it matter what I think she's not wrong and like you got to move past this you have bigger fish to fry also like she should understand and I guess I guess she can't because she's 
although I understand it and I'm not a doctor, you're going to probably have to do a lot of things you don't agree with as a doctor, like helping a rapist if he comes into the ER. You know, it's not your job to judge someone. You've just got to treat them. So this will not be the first time you have to set your own morals aside to help someone. Mm -hmm. Um, Your friend sounds like a dolt. Yeah. But I would just move past this because it sounds a little muddied uh, because this is getting into like personal beliefs or whatever. And you should, that doesn't matter what she thinks. Um, But I would look out for other comments like that but it does sound like she is fiercely pro-life. And so, but she's not understanding like medical ethics. Then that's fine. Right. R- regardless of where she falls on the issue, just telling her like, well, just her telling you that she's not going to respect you is so weird and unnecessary. And you don't need that in addition but, to but, the moral dilemma you're doing. So you don't need her. How does that, re- again, how does that really affect you? She's still going to be your friend, I'm assuming. Like you're still, you'll she'll get over it. You'll get over it. And this is, it's, I, she sounds like an idiot, but I wouldn't worry too much about it. No. That's all. And I don't respect, people throw that word around so much as if it actually has any consequence. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's like something that you in theory want from people, but I don't think about people in terms of whether I respect, like I've never like looked at someone and been like, I respect that, or I don't respect that person. I I don't like people. Let me put it this way. There's a lot of comics I don't respect but it has nothing to do with the way I interact with them. I'm never rude. I, I give them the time of day. Like, who cares? And I'm sure they're like, who cares if she respects me? Like, what do you want from me? Plenty yeah. of people I respect that I don't like. So whatever. Six and one. Half a dozen in the smother. Hello, Eliza, baby. I'm Snow Peach, Smokey Esky. And of course, Hot Scotty number one and Hot Scotty number two. Ooh. I- <laughs> I moved to Israel about three years ago from the U.S. Gasp, Israel politics, some listeners probably, and befriended a girl similar in age to me. We were very close and we both ended up being bridesmaids at each other's weddings. I know you might say that it doesn't mean as much to be a bridesmaid as we usually make it out to be, but I had moved across the globe and built up a small support group of what I thought were close friends for myself from scratch. Uh That's hard. She got married before the pandemic and my wedding was in September 2020. This person went above and beyond to help me with various tasks leading up to the wedding, which is no small feat given the difficulty of planning even a small wedding during COVID. Given all the rockets she, being fired over. Kick it. She left the actual wedding party pretty soon after the ceremony, but I understand not being comfortable at that point, even in a small crowd outdoors. As a token of appreciation, I got her a thoughtful gift and delivered it to her along with a handwritten thank you note the week after my wedding which I wrapped while wearing gloves and on a sanitized surface. You can't get COVID from surfaces, so move on. I never heard back from her after that, which I thought was weird. Not even a text or anything, but texted her to wish her a happy birthday a few months later. We made small talk over text, nothing too deep. She texted me a few months later for my birthday, then launched into a long update on what she had been up to. We hadn't spoken at length between any of the points that I mentioned, and here she was catching up as if we had been in touch the entire time. I was so hurt and confused, but I answered her anyway and did not bring up not being thanked for the gift. Looking back, I know that it was very difficult for people to keep in touch over the course of the many lockdowns and restrictions, but I found it weird that this person updated me a few months later as if we were as close as we were before. Well, the obvious answer here is to forget all this and move past it. It keeps coming up for me and I keep grappling with if I should bother reaching out or not. I was also worried that maybe... And I hate to think this, she is possibly being abused in some way by her spouse and reaching out was a cry for help. I've reached out to a mutual friend, but she was pretty vague and said she didn't know what was up with the person in question. Again, I know there are friends for a reason, friends for a season, and friends for life. 
but there was no big fight or misunderstanding I can point to, to here that would signal a reason to completely cut someone out. Any advice is appreciated, though, given my history of listening to your podcast, I suspect you're just going to tell me to move on and forget any no. of this ever happened. No. Uh, before I sign off, it is customary for Hebrew speakers to wish a woman who's expecting a bisha atova, which literally translates to a good hour and means that everything related to the birth happens at a good time and that it goes smoothly. I wish you, Eliza, a good and healthy birth, mm. and I hope that little baby munchkin enjoys future car rides in her mama's dope-ass G-Wagon. Oh my God. I still. This is a listener. I still got to. I'm still thinking about that G Wagon. I know. In the end, I got a Volvo, which is still a great car, but it's not a G Wagon. You got a new car and I don't know about it? It's not here yet. And uh, my old car, I've decided to gift it to a friend, even though, like, there's no cars available. And then once once I found out how much I could get for it, I was like, oh, well, I guess I already told them. That's nice. I still think about that G Wagon. Um, Okay, so thank you. I actually wouldn't tell you to move on. Your friend sounds like a weirdo, but I think since it's weighing on your heart, I think all you have to say is simply like, hey, can I, like, and talk to her. Don't text it. Be like, I was a little weirded out, you know, and just say like, you came to my wedding. We were so there for each other. I appreciated your help. And I sent you this gift. And then I just didn't hear from you when we had been so close. Put it on you, be like, did I do something or... You know, maybe if you could do this in person so you could read her better. Because from the the best answer, this is horrible. The best answer is it is a domestic situation. So, you know, it wasn't you. Uh, but, you know, the question is if she's like, yeah, my husband was beating me. Are you going to do anything about it? Like, I think you just want to know, since you know you didn't do anything wrong, you're kind of just girl curious. Like, what was it? It's worth asking. I wonder... Why does she think that she's being beaten? Nothing That's what else I was thinking. In this question indicates that. So I assume that there's other hints of that. You want to still be there for her? Like you guys were there for each other? Are you just curious? Like whatever the outcome is, is it going to change the way that you behave? But it's definitely mm-hmm. worth standing up for yourself and being like, hey, I just, you know, she also might just have bad manners or just be flaky, but it's definitely worth putting it to her in a kind way. Like, it hurt my feelings. I missed you and I just didn't hear from you. And then you reached out and I just, like, I'm wondering what that gap was all about. And then she might confide something awful or she'll be like, I don't know. The answer might infuriate you. It might confirm your fears or it might be really boring. So just be prepared for all three. But yeah, it's not worth, It's if you like this girl and you guys are fine, it's worth being like, hey. Also to just be like, you know, you can't really treat people that way. Yeah, well, you know, you you left as soon as my wedding ended and I didn't hear from you really at all for months, what's up? Like, I, honestly, I think that's totally a fair question. I also thought you were going to say you haven't talked since. I was going to be like, she's dead, but she's alive. It's she's a, alive. It's, it's scary terrain over there. Why did I know? Yeah. Anyways, good luck. There are a lot of people who speak Spanish in my life and they're teaching my daughter Spanish. And quite frankly, I want to keep up. Yes, I took Spanish in school, but I want my Spanish to get better. I don't want it to just be bueno. I want it to be muy bueno. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. Choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. So you sound like a local, not an android. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is convenient and can be used on desktop or as an app with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Hey, Eliza and gang. I love the podcast and appreciate you all for giving me something encouraging to listen to while getting ready for my soul-sucking government job. Oh, I- I have no wedding or friend issues, but rather a social dilemma. The overall shiftiness of the past couple of years has finally caught up to my husband and I, and we find ourselves in a really dire financial situation. He's out of work and looking, but not getting many bites. On top of that, my hours were cut, and we've been getting by on some savings. I'm hoping things get better, but I'm really not sure we can swing much in the way of gift giving this holiday season. We want for nothing gift-wise, are happy to get together and just enjoy good food and quality time with loved ones. But how do we tell everyone we're broke? We want them not to worry about us gift-wise and just ask if we can skip gifts this year. Children excluded, of course. This is their magic time. Mm. Is this too awkward? Do we buy everyone $5 Subway gift cards? Help. I don't know. I don't know what your social obligations are. Like, you, are you going to a lot of parties? Also, I don't think it's mandatory that you give gifts. You know, you're not waking up with these people Christmas morning. So... I mean, are you going to parties and you're like, do I bring a gift? You know, you can always bring a bottle of two buck chuck. Um, And I don't think it requires you revealing your finances to everyone. So I guess it depends on the kind of get together. And are you saying gifts like for your family? And they should understand. I think in any situation where previously there has been an exchange of gifts, you can tell the people ahead of time, like, hey, we really can't do a gift exchange this year. Don't get us anything. We're not going to get you anything, but would love to see you. Yeah. They're adults. Like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And anybody who loves you and cares about you would understand. I I mean, I want to say that, but then again, have you seen the footage of like a Black Friday sale? People are monsters this time of year. And so it, it's keep your circle close. And it's so sweet that you're getting, you can say to the parents, look, we got something for the kids. We're just really trying to save up financially. Your friends should understand that. And yeah. you don't give a gift to get a gift. So- Anybody that no. doesn't get that is a beast. A beast on wheels. Yeah, I think you're worrying about it more than it's going to be an issue. And and if you have good people around you, they're going to be fine yeah. with it. It's not That being be said, you know, there are cheap gifts that don't have to be cheap. Like you could do, this may not be your thing, like homemade jam. You know, you buy, I don't know how dire your financial situation is. You know, you buy a thing of mason jars, some jam, mm-hmm. uh, some fruit, some sugar, and you could do that. Um, cookies. Yeah. Cookie, if, cookies if you are want to great. bring a token. You know, something like that. There are definitely cheap ways to do it that are super fun. Um, hot sauce. Um, uh, dried soup in a jar to add water later. Um, hot cocoa mix and marshmallows. Don't give out hug coupons or free back rubs. Buy a, buy like a tub of hot cocoa powder from like Costco and then get little mason jars and put it in there and say you made it. Yeah, you don't <laughs> underestimate bulk buying. Be like, everybody yeah. gets a packet of Velveeta and a toothbrush. <laughs> Go to bed. You can't get it. Go to bed. Go to bed. Hi, Emily and Eliza. I'd love some career and life advice. I'm 30, male, gay, and a lawyer at a big international law firm. I work a lot, but enjoy what I do. Two of my closest friends and mentors, also LGBT, were partners at the firm and recently left to join another big law firm. They want me to come with... Pay is identical, but the work would be vastly different from my day-to-day right now. I feel a deep loyalty to these guys. They're not just coworkers, they're my friends. But I know moving would mean a reset in my career, a lot of unknowns, and while I would probably work less hours, 
I'm fairly confident that those hours would be more taxing slash draining because I'm in my stride in my current position. Basically, the most comfortable thing to do is stay, but I recognize that moving with people who will support my career is probably the best move for five years down the road if I decide to stay at a law firm. Not to mention, I enjoy these guys and know they'll always have my back. Appreciate any wisdom you have. I I don't know that they'll always have your back. And <laughs> I, you don't know that, you know? And also, like you said, you're in your stride at the one place. You said it's a lot of work, but you love it. I can't answer this for you because I don't know the type of lawing that you do. Mm. so you know and you're talking about your five-year plan it's like and also disruption right in the middle is it a bit of a reset are you gonna have to learn a new set of litigation skills you're probably not a litigator very few lawyers are um that's just really put your friends aside the friends are irrelevant they're not asking you to like jerry Maguire and go start something with them they're just saying come on over and they're saying come on over because they're set they like the job. They're already comfortable. Uh, the friends have nothing to do with it. It's all about what's your career trajectory and which of these two firms supports that the best. How much of your enjoyment at your current job that you've been loving is because that you work with these people that yeah. you like? Like how much were they a factor in it? Also, honestly, they're your friends and they want you to leave what you're doing and they're only offering the exact same amount of pay. Again, factor out that they're your friends. Is Would you accept that from someone else? Like, is there wiggle room in terms of benefits, pay, something to make going with them a more appealing package for you? Yeah, other than going to hang out with your friends who you can see on the weekends. I don't know if like moving to another city, but think about it just for you. And if it really is important to you to work with your friends, then maybe open up a surf shop and go on Shark Tank. I don't think of being a lawyer as like, it's buddy time. So. Right. Unless unless you're going to be like a partner at the firm with them. Like what, yeah. what do you see as five years from now with them versus what you see five years from now at your current place? Also could be beneficial to have friends at another law firm during discovery. Be like, hey, don't discover that <laughs> those files. Or would staying at your company, your current company just lost two partners. Would they reward loyalty yeah. of you staying with there a raise? Go. So check out your options. I don't know what kind of lawyer you are. Yeah. That all sounds very, very boring to me. I mean, it sounds like you've got two good options. Yeah, you you're just fine. have to. You do what's right for luck. you. Don't, I, I'll never forget. We had a program in Europe at my school and I didn't go do it because I had roommates that were like, you said you'd stay the rest of the semester. And it was like a rent thing. And I was like, yeah, I did. So I didn't go do Europe. And I'm like, I don't even talk to these girls now. But yeah, but now so you fun. go to Europe all the time. For sure. But it would have been cool. Anyway, <laughs> would have been pretty cool. Don't, don't do it for the friends will be your friends. Yeah. Or they want, or you kick it. Hi, Liza and Emily. I'm a 22-year-old female and my boyfriend is a 22-year-old male. We've been together for about four years and moved in together this year. We live together pretty easily considering we're both laid back, clean, and organized and communicate whenever there's conflict. The only issue I feel like we haven't been able to talk through is our work slash home life situation context. <laughs> you mean everything? Jobs. You mean everything? The only issue we haven't resolved is literally everything. Work <laughs> slash home our- life. That's everything. What's left? Be- the parakeet? Okay, fine. We can't work through being in our home together. <laughs> For context, I work two jobs, one doing in-home therapy and the other at a restaurant. This makes my work hours chaotic and random, and I typically work at night starting around four or five. My boyfriend, on the other hand, works a nine to five job doing marketing. I'm so proud of how hard we both work and his work ethic is one of my favorite things about him. The problem is he works from home and frequently has work calls throughout the day. We share a bedroom and have a pretty small apartment. 
I work 50 to 60 hours a week between both jobs and the morning slash early daytime is the only time I have for myself not having to be in work mode. There are some days when my boyfriend has a stressful day at work and I feel the that energy carry into our living space since it's where he works. I've tried leaving the apartment when this happens, going to the beach or on a walk or shopping, but sometimes it's hard when I want to have a morning to clean or just enjoy the home we've made for ourselves. It's also hard finding a space for him to take his work calls since it isolates me from half our living space during that time. I respect his work, but it's hard not to feel selfish when I'm working opposite hours and feel like I never get to fully wind down. Meanwhile, I'm gone when he finishes work and he can enjoy himself peacefully. I'm not sure where a fair boundary line is in the situation. Should I just continue to leave when I feel myself being affected by his work and take more responsibility for my own feelings? Or should I try and reestablish boundaries? I feel like a lot of people can relate to this struggle since COVID made remote working super common. For more context, this isn't an everyday issue. A lot of days we just peacefully ignore each other at this time and he does his thing while I do mine. He's a total sweetheart. It's just a hard situation that neither of us feel we have much control over. Love the podcast. Hope we can meet the sm- snow beach soon and prove she's real. She is like a little yeti. <laughs> I was sure people in, in like Finland were like, did you bring Tianfu? I'm like, to Finland? No. What? <laughs> I didn't bring my dog to Hungary. No. Um, she's, is she real? We don't know. She's photoshopped in. You know, there's a couple things you could do. One, you don't have to live together, but I understand the need to want to do that. Two, uh, you could search for a different apartment that has like a different layout. Um, but I understand that it's probably expensive. I don't know where you live. Three, it sounds like you're doing it fine and you're frustrated because you're not frustrated at him. You're frustrated at the situation. All I can suggest are some noise-canceling headphones. You want some downtime just like he gets. And I think you're a little jealous of the fact that he gets to have that quiet downtime and you don't. Uh, you're probably just going to have to accept it unless you're willing to make some big life changes, i.e. getting separate apartments or finding a different apartment. Um, so yeah, you just want that peace and quiet. You know, Can he take the call outside? Does he need to be by a computer? That, that that's that's it. I mean, if these this is your jobs now and this is just the way that it is, is there a way to I, I can't at 22, I can't tell you like, you know, change your work hours. Like you're building towards something and this is what it is. This also might just be the way it is. Like it just might be a necessary evil. You know, so Bose noise canceling headphones are three hundred dollars. They never go on sale. Maybe that's your Christmas present. Um I'm also not clear on when you sleep, but okay. Yeah, that's tough. You might just have to get used to it, right? Yeah, it's that's hard and it's like not solvable in the space that you have. Like, what are you supposed to do? Is there a balcony? Can he walk outside and do his thing? Is there, you know, if it's tough because what he's doing isn't personal. It's not like he's deliberately taking the call. And that also, that makes it harder because you can't really get mad at him, but you're bottling, don't bottle it all up. Uh, yeah. Always just keep going for those walks. But you want to be in your home, and I get that. Yeah. Set aside Sundays? I don't know. If if you can't do anything about it, you might just have to accept it. Right? The other version... Wait, I actually have... There's like an old like Jewish story about... Of course, this guy like goes to the rabbi, and he's like, there's like, my neighbor's chicken is really loud. And the rabbi's like, okay, put a rooster in your house. So the guy does it. And then the next week goes back. He's like, the rooster's really loud. And the rabbi's like, put a pig in your house. He's like, okay. So he puts all these animals in his house and it's this cacophony and it's endless. And he's like, I can't sleep. It's constant. He goes, now take them all out. And all of a sudden that rooster 
isn't so loud anymore or that chicken. Like the idea is like there are ways, I'm sure there's like a military tactic to this. Like there are ways to adapt to the little thing that's bothering you by making things a lot worse, which is very Jewish, and then getting rid of it. So put a rooster in your house. Yeah, also is he a real loud phone talker? Could you get him like better headphones or something where he could talk quieter into them? Can he do it in the bathroom? Can he do it in the closet? Can you make a space? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I remember in college when I was in a dorm, I would go take, all of us would like go into the trash room to take phone calls because we're, you're all in a room with like another person. Yeah, can so he, someone would always be in the garbage chute room, just like on the phone crying or whatever. Can he do it in the car once in a while, you know? Um, or again, noise canceling headphones, you put on this podcast and just drift away. Mm-hmm. Uh, for what noise it's worth, headphones. we have several rooms in our house and my husband frequently has on a podcast probably about basketball or movies. And he's just like in his own world. Even when I hurt myself and needed help, he couldn't hear my cries. Yeah, there are sleep phones, like headphones that are a band that wrap around your head and there are really good noise-canceling headphones now. And that's what I did to block out my neighbors. I mean, we don't need to make this an endorsement about different types of headphones, but I will say (laughs) there are ways mentally to get in a zone. And it's a great exercise in like focus and blocking people out. Hi, Eliza, baby arm the teeniest snow peach, and the littlest baby girl. Eliza, I'm so happy for you and your growing family. Congratulations. Sorry in advance if this is a long one. Needs some advice. So buckle in. My sister has been with her husband for nearly a decade now, married for over four years. In the past year or so, she's been more open about their tumultuous relationship. They get in fights often that progress to terrible name-calling and personal attacks. No physical violence. She has told me that he said he hates her and isn't in love with her anymore multiple times. They have two children together, ages three and four. They got married when she was six months pregnant with the first, but had been engaged for two years prior. She has admitted to me that she never really wanted to get married. It just felt like something she should do. And now she feels like she can't leave him because she doesn't want to, quote, ruin her kids. I've tried to reason with her many times that there are plenty of people who come from divorced parents and most are totally fine. What isn't fine is staying in a loveless marriage devoid of mutual respect. She says her kids rarely see them fight, but children are very intuitive and I'm sure their issues are hurting them more than she will admit. I've done my best to be there for her, listen, give her advice when she wants it. I've tried to help her understand that their current situation isn't healthy for anyone, but she won't get over the incorrect notion she has about children from divorced parents. I feel like she either truly believes that and is just being stubborn or she's using it as an excuse to not leave because she's scared of being a single mom. I'm seeking advice on how to handle interactions with my brother-in-law. My husband and I actually met through him as they had been friends for many years. In the past, we've gotten along really well, having that close, friendly connection. However, now it's different. We just spent less than 24 hours with them for Thanksgiving, and my brother-in-law was super quiet, even around my husband. He just scrolled on his phone in the corner of the room the whole time. My sister asked if I thought he was acting weird, and I said maybe he's just tired or overwhelmed because I didn't want to instigate a fight with them. I'm starting to resent my brother-in-law because my sister feels trapped in her marriage. We're supposed to spend a week together with our children in a vacation rental at Christmas. I have a toddler too, FYI. I just feel like if he acts like an asshole or if I hear slash sense I'm fighting, I won't be able to resist butting in. Any advice for going into this situation? Should I try to stay out of it or would there be a benefit to addressing the elephant in the room? Everyone knows about their issues, by the way. Even my parents who will also be on the vacation with us, but staying elsewhere. Thanks for your help. This is my favorite podcast. So while the situation sucks, I would be thrilled to hear Eliza's take on it. Oh, that's tough. You know, I don't 
think there's a bad guy here. I think they both feel trapped and they're both unhappy. And so while it's easy to be like, you know, are they going to therapy? You're, you're, it's this weird thing. I was actually talking about this recently when you only hear the bad things about someone and then that person is like, well, it's fine. We're together. You know, you're like, well, I'm left with the bad impression. So you know all the bad things she's feeling and you don't really know his side. If if the guy, if they're not, if they're both unhappy and they're both fighting, if he's not abusing her, you know, it can't, I, I'm not going to just be like, and he's a dick. Like maybe she's not the most pleasant. I don't think they bring out the best in each other. And it, what's unfortunate is that now you have to be in a situation for a week in a rental with them. And I'm sure it's a financial, I mean, I'm sure it's also about quality time and the kids being with each other. If, if it's a toddler, you know, it's not about the toddler being around other kids because it's just a baby. Think about, are you willing to sign up for that? Are you willing to deal with the tsuris of like being anxious around them? Can you rent one next door? You know, like what's the goal here? Maybe it's a bad idea because you can't say to them like, are you guys sure you're going to be cool? So, and I understand being with family is like uncomfortable and stuff, but you got to be prepared going in that it's going to be weird. And they might surprise you. Everyone might be on their best behavior. I would not fault your brother-in-law for like scrolling through his phone. Also the fact that she's like, is he being weird? Yeah. You guys are in a loveless, unhappy marriage. He's doing his best to not explode at you. And he showed up and he's just being quiet. And I really, you can't fault him for that. Sometimes retreating inward is all you can do. And he's like trying to do his best. So maybe don't do the Christmas together. Maybe don't do the rental. Maybe don't live with them. Maybe spend half the time there. You just got to be prepared for what you're walking into. But it's it's kind of not your place. Because telling her like, just leave. Like if you're not in that marriage and I've had a friend... I have a friend who's in like a loveless marriage and hates her husband. He doesn't respect her and they worked on it. And I'm not saying that's the answer, but like, it's sort of not your place. You're just there to support her, but you don't know. I, I don't, I don't think, it doesn't sound like he's a bad guy. It sounds like they just bring out the worst in each other. So you're just kind of there to be Switzerland. If you're okay I with that. I wonder, you have the potential benefit of knowing both sides because your husband is good friends with him. Like, have they talked at all about it? Do they have any, like, has the husband been like, hey man, are you okay? What's going on? They're going through a rough patch. I bet it'll all be fine. And by the way, like you can just leave the room, uh, but you need to be prepared for that. But it's not really your place. It, uh, he, he's not abusing her. He's not hitting her. They're just in a shitty marriage. And so, you know, maybe if it come to Jesus with her right before, be like, we're all just here to have fun, like keep it light. I'm sure they can play a board game, be with the kids. I'm sure it will be okay. And if it's yeah. not, that's your get out of jail free card for hanging out next time. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you can go crash with the your parents. Be like, we're going to come over to the place you're staying and have some hot cocoa. Let me just tell you, I had Thanksgiving at my house this year and I was, I have one or two relatives that like I'm not crazy about. Um, I have divorced parents. Noah has divorced parents and we put everyone together and it was perfect. Everybody was People on their best People wanted behavior. updates on your, after your tale last week. Oh, they did? Do you want to give a quick, uh, do you want to give a quick update on how nothing happened? I mean, it was a, well, so the relative that asked to bring their, I don't know where I left it, their new fiance, I yes. ultimately declined because I was like, look, I got enough to deal with. Um, 
And I found out later that relative perhaps said some not nice things about me, even though we've only met once. And I'm so now I'm annoyed at, at the other relative that told me that person said that. I'm like, okay, cool. This Thanksgiving was thousands of dollars. Thanks for showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it turns out, so he inv- he asked that woman to marry him, gave her a big ring. They've been seeing each other for 20 years, off and on. Turns out she's still married. Did I tell you this? She's still married to her husband. So they could not, they can't technically be engaged. And then as of last night, I was told that she returned the ring. And my, one of my relatives pulled me aside and just said, I'll be honest, I'm glad he wasn't here for this because everything was so nice. And I just said, as juicy as this gossip has been and as fun as it was for me, like I washed my hands of all this. I got by my whole life without knowing this person. Like this is way too much. Yeah. Also, I made cookies that were fine. So what? Oh, were those the cookies that you you didn't put in on the ingredients? Turns out you can make your pumpkin brown butter cookies without the dark brown sugar, and they're just fine. I that's ate the what most. I want in a baked good, just fine. They were taste. Oh, you know what? They were taste though. Anyway, mm. that's the update. But I wash my hands of it because sometimes it just gets to be too much. You're like, I thought this was going to be fun gossip, and now. You're seeing why this relative is weird. So. Yeah. So it worked out for you for the best. Yeah. Things you normally do. I can't get. So what should I do? My cousin never pays me back. He got a ticket from me for $50. Never gives me the money. He said he would give it to me next paycheck. It was a mistake. Never paid me back. Then shows me his $500 tattoo he got. I was pissed. Should I say something or just leave it? But someone needs to say something. He watches our grandpa struggle to do something and offers no help. He thinks people owe him. I wasn't there when he was struggling. He was pushing a car at 70. This is no punctuation. Did you you text this to us at a red light? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Just text your cousin right now and be like, dude, you owe me 50 bucks. Hey, can I get that $50? Yeah. He'll be like, I don't have it. You're going to drive yourself crazy monitoring his spending. He could have gotten the tattoo for free because he like jerked off the artist. Also, since you know that he's not helping grandpa, maybe check in on grandpa when you can. I, this is such a weird text and that you clearly wrote while you're frustrated. <laughs> Look, be like, dude, hey, can I get that $50? And then he'll probably yeah. not text you back. You might have to say goodbye to that, but I'm not unversed. On uh, the relative that thinks people owe them stuff. You just got to draw that line. Don't ever loan them money again. But uh, don't don't look at their social media because you'll be like, you're eating Arby's again like a king? You owe me 50 (laughs) bucks. Like a beef king? A beef king. Safe to say everybody loves bread, but everybody doesn't eat bread as often as they would like to because of bread guilt, right? Health concerns, carb fear mongering. I mean, if we could, we would eat toast sandwiches made of toast, nice layer of sandwich bread on the top, toast in the middle, wash it down with a nice glass of bread. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. You should feel good when you eat bread. Hero Bread has zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber, which is what you want. Hero Bread is delicious and flavorful, and it's soft and it's fluffy, so it puts you right back there, you know, years ago, eating your favorite sandwich before we were afraid of wheat. And they have something for everyone. They have sliced bread loaves, they have buns, they have tortillas. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code ELIZA at checkout. That's ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Hurry and get 10% off your order when you use ELIZA at H-E-R-O dot C-O. 
Are you ready for Top of the Cop? You yes, dear, it's the Top of the Cop. It's the Top of the Cop. You're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite. Top of the Cop. Your eyes are really going all over I can't tell day. if my mom's in the other room crying or laughing. We can keep this in the pod. I had Is to walk out. okay? Yeah, my mom's in the other room, and I just heard, like, high-pitched noises. And I was like, oh, my God, is, is my mom crying or laughing? I can't tell. And I go in there and I'm like, oh, my God, because my dad just called. I'm like, oh, my God, my brother's dead. Somebody died. And I go and I go, mom, are you crying or laughing? She goes, I'm crying. I was like, why? She goes, I hurt myself. I was like, oh. And I just walked out of the room. <laughs> I was like, that will pass. I thought someone died. Call me when it's oh, real. Hello. She hit her head. Hi, Tianfu. Um, okay. My bottom of the cob is the unsolicited just you wait advice. From, I hate to say women, but those are the ones who give birth. Um, I don't know why women do that. You know, it's the, supposed to be this like supportive time. Like you got this mom. I don't need advice. I don't. And I don't, I, this is going to sound awful. Like I don't need to hear like, you got this. I'm like, yeah, I got this. I've never questioned myself in career or being pregnant or relationships or self-esteem. Like, I know I got this and I appreciate that. But to say you got this also suggests that I thought I didn't have it. Um, And I guess that's the least offensive. The, the most offensive version is the like, oh, you think that hurts now? Just you wait. Say goodbye to going to sleep ever. I'm like, what is the benefit? You think you're being funny, but it's incredibly shitty to say to someone, like getting wheeled into surgery, someone's like, yeah, I don't know. So Hope you don't die. I appreciate look, every pregnancy is different. I have made it a habit to not comment on any other woman's choices in her pregnancy, any other friends' things, except one friend. I was like, it's weird your doctor didn't tell you to take a low dose of aspirin because you definitely, definitely got preeclampsia. And we're trying to prevent that. But uh every woman's I just think about it as a as a person when you warn someone like, oh, it's gonna suck real bad. Like, what are you really getting out of that? So keep it to yourself. Uh, my bottom is my computer is whirring. I sent it in for repairs. Saw that. And they sent it back. They sent it back to me like, it's repaired. And the little repair form I sent in, I was like, there's a dead pixel. It's whirring. It freezes. It's whirring. It does this. And they sent back a repair form and they're like, we fixed the hinge. And I was like, the hinge wasn't broken. And now it's whirring and I'm going to have to send it back in. So if you can hear the whirring, pretend like you can't. Get that free hinge fix. On that PC, it's time to trade it and get you a Mac. Never. Never, for sure. Uh, my top of the cob is I don't use iCloud. I don't trust it. And I continue to not use it despite the badgering. Like, I'm constantly getting messages from my phone like, is George is full upgrade to iCloud. And I'm like, look, we are so powerless in this society against COVID, against other people and their asshole beliefs, against technology, everything. I will wield my little power where I have it. And I'm proud of myself for saying like, no, I am not getting iCloud. I would rather erase the photos or download them. Fuck you. Yes, I do need to keep this photo burst of Blanche from 2017. Um, it's just to the bitter end, like from my cold dead hands, you will pride this credit card number. Even though, and it's not about the money. It's about the fact you don't get my photos because what happens is there's inevitably a fucking leak and as the consumer, and we're seeing this more and more, like you are just screwed because of COVID, because of lack of staffing, because of everything, you have an issue. Sorry, you're the, you're the consumer. You're the asshole for spending money. There's no one for you to talk to. There's no customer service line, nothing. Okay. So where I can, I will maintain control. 
in a teeny way in my tiny corner of the universe under the mouth of my dog, where I am right now, under the Tianfu tree. Uh, my dad, like I was, I made eggs today because I finally have a pan that works, like a stove that works. My old stove, like either got too hot or not hot enough, and now I have a working stove. So I made myself some over easy eggs. That is so sad. <laughs> it's so sad that my top of the cob was like kind of a bottom when it was about like not giving over to our com- into our computer overlords, and yours was about making eggs. We got to do better. <laughs> we we got to do better, folks. Getting close to the holidays. Leave us a review as a gift. And I will see you in Reno and Oakland this weekend. And we love you. And thanks for writing in to Ask Eliza Anything. Don't loan your cousin any more money. And uh, that other dude, please, that break up with that Welsh dude. He's creepy. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.